Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about digital video games. Hello and welcome back to episode 49 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Vinsky. I'm Joe Lewin. And I'm Jamie Myland. And we have a set order, always. Never break the order. Absolutely. What if Colin was to turn up again? Colin goes last. last. <laughs> Colin goes last. He's yep. been uh, relegated to the bottom of the ladder. Substance. No, we, force him. Oh. Yeah, we force him to host. It's punishment. <laughs> Is that bottom of the ladder, Aaron? <laughs> I like to pretend. Makes me feel better. Um, yes, so in what will probably seem like some kind of great synergistic idea, um, marrying form and um, content, but actually it's just a complete accident. Uh, we're also recording our first ever video um, podcast, uh, which if you're not watching on YouTube, you can go to YouTube, click the thing and you can see our faces. Poor people. <laughs> yes, yes. You are especially hideous, you three. <laughs> this is why I'm shrouding myself in darkness. Yes, like some kind of goth. Joe Lewin's goth cast, <laughs> lurking in cupboards. And I don't know if I'm kind of ruining it with my Hollywood Undead bandana, though, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's not particularly goth. I think you could ruin any social occasion with that bandana. <laughs> I try, I try. And if the bandana doesn't work, just sing some of the lyrics at them and... Uh, Everything will be awful. <laughs> anyway, music criticism aside, um, today we're going to be talking about digital board games. So board games that have moved over into the digital realm uh, that you can play as video games um, and also looking at some video games that have crossed over the other way and become board games. Um, so we're going to be taking a look at Stackbots today. Uh, we'll be taking a look at Carcassonne, Catan, uh, Blood Bowl. We'll be looking at Netrunner being played online on Jintechi.net. There's loads of other games we'll be talking about. Um, I don't really know where to start. Um, maybe you guys can help me. I'm floundering slightly like a fish. <laughs> um, I'd say we should start with some of the classic board games. Yeah. Well, you say classic. Um, to those in the know, stuff like maybe Carcassonne. <laughs> Well, like, I suppose we could even get out. Yes. I was say, we could probably even more. I know, Aaron, you mentioned when we were putting this uh, this episode together. That makes it sound like we plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were discussing for five minutes what we were going to do. Um, you mentioned that you used to play, when you were younger, you used to play a chess game on some kind of computer thing. Yeah, um, I, well, it was two, actually, because Jamie reminded me of the other one. Uh, two okay. chess games on the Commodore 64. Okay. Uh, I think they were both on the Commodore 64 anyway. It was about the same time I played them. Uh, Battle Chess, which is chess but with animations. Mm. Uh, um, like in them Harry Potter films. Yes. Yes, but less deadly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Archeon Light, The Light and Dark, Ooh. which was... Um, a really pretentious chess. name for a chess game. <laughs> yeah, hideously so. <laughs> Especially if you imagine the Commodore 64-bit graphics, so the really most basic pre-8-bit kind of shapes. It yeah. kind of vaguely represented a wizard and a knight. Um, and it wizard. played like chess. 
yeah, there's a wizard in it who can cast spells. It plays like chess, but they've added some elements to it to make it more video gamey. Ah, okay, I often look at chess and wish it had more wizards. It's been a flaw oh, yeah. for many years. I genuinely think that would improve the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I played a lot of battle chess, actually, Aaron. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, young, I used to play it on my dad's Olivetti 286 PC uh, with its 640 kilobytes of uh, absolutely popping RAM um, <laughs> and its 20 megabyte hard drive, which uh, he still uses to do accounts to this day. Well, Um, Um, are you guys aware that there was actually sort of a remake recently of of Battle Chess? It's not an official one. Um, I did have a look. Yeah, it's not called Battle Chess. It's called Battle versus Chess. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Um, I've heard of that. It's by Targon Games. um, Came out a couple of years ago now. It was around 2012. Um, Okay. But um, yeah, had a sort of very sort of updated graphics, and I played it a little bit on Steam, and I thought it was. Quite a good implementation. It didn't have quite the same feel as the the classic kind of Amiga version, but yeah, it wasn't terrible. By the same feel, do you mean it, it wasn't clunky and horrible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember it being. It might have been again because it's the era I played it. And I remember it being massively clunky, a bit slow, possibly. But mm. that might be something we get onto with other. To be fair, I remember Golden Axe being as fluid as anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <the power laughs> <of> nostalgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that game actually came out. That's what I was doing while you were talking. Um, in 1988. Oh, so okay. the idea of <laughs> digital board games and board games crossing over into to computers is not a new one by no. uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I've just thought of a good thing that we can add on later. Ooh, ooh, there we go. Ooh. Oh, look at that. Cool. Um, yeah. Keep that as a mystery. Ooh, it's exciting. Um, so, so I suppose who, who's been playing games online and what do you what do you get out of that that you can't get from playing board games in the traditional way or? Yeah, I know what I'm trying to say. OK, uh, we say online, do you mean against other people? Cause, uh, oh, well, sorry, I meant because okay. I mean there's, there's yeah. two aspects to it um, um, the majority of board games that I've played digitally have been against AI um, but mm. there are occasions where you know I've had some multiplayer games um, going back I think like some of my, my earliest memory of playing like a digital version of a board game um, it's a it's not really not a good game in either sense but it was um, the I think the Windows 98 version of Monopoly um, okay. which had little fancy animations of like these kind of uh, little video codec things of like these dogs jumping around and hats moving through the world. Um, yes, I played really bad 3D graphics yeah. and everything would kind of slow down for a long time and then the hat would glide across and then you'd get a jail. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, I think that was my earliest memory. But um, I did remember getting into for a while because I used to play Magic the Gathering for a while when I was um, a lot younger. And uh, there was, for a brief amount of time, a PC single-player version of Magic the Gathering. I yes. remember this, Which yes. wasn't terrible. It was okay. It was, it was sort of a, you know, it was implemented in a sort of fairly good interface, and the AI was okay. Uh, I mean, it was around the sort of seventh edition um, of Magic that came out. Yeah. Um, and when then, was that? Oh god, around two thousand, maybe possibly. Oh, um, but it looked like yeah. it came out in like nineteen ninety two. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not uh, good. <laughs> but it was it was okay to play. It was, you know, sort of a nice distraction. Uh, but then I do remember I got into for a little while, very little while, was Magic the Gathering online. Um now that that was an experience. That was an odd experience. Um mostly because it had the same pricing model as normal Magic, which in itself is... Yeah. <laughs> Except you didn't get the cards. I think, I yeah. seem to remember there was a way, there was a way you could actually get physical cards from it that you could collect, but I don't, we never looked into that. I think I spent probably about 100 quid on cards on there at some point. And then... Ooh, yeah. Off as well. Um, uh, but the problem was, is that <clears throat> the way they'd set the servers up, at the time at least, it's probably different now if it's still going, but at the time you had the start of area... Then you had that went to like the beginners area, and then it started to rank you and match you against similar people. Except it didn't really do that. Where you'd actually have in the starter area, obviously people have been playing for a long time, coming in and going, "Oh, I can smash all the noobs," and it wasn't a fun experience. You know, you're playing with people that had far too much experience or far too many nice cards to actually make it achievable. To you know, to win a game. So Magic has had problems like that for years <laughs> yeah, so actually it was a quite good yeah. representation of the real game yeah, yeah. <laughs> um just just as a thing magic online is still going it still costs the same as regular magic uh i don't believe there's a way of getting physical cards out of it anymore mm. um not even with uh, a 3d printer <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I genuinely i don't understand why people play it mm. because it's something i could i can understand hearthstone um, and other online um, CCGs, but playing playing one that costs the same as it does for the yeah. physical copy seems ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they're just selling digital nothing. Yeah, yeah. There is an interesting point there, and I think it's something we'll probably talk about more later. But when you mentioned Hearthstone, because um, obviously with with Magic, you're playing a game that's been designed for the tabletop, um, yeah. with game mechanics designed for the tabletop. Uh, and I think that one of the, the part of the beauty of Hearthstone is that it was designed without the tabletop in mind. So even though it's sort of simulating that kind of classic card game style, there's a lot of things in there that just wouldn't really work very well on the tabletop. Um, I do know somebody attempted to do it. There was a couple of people I saw on forums previously who printed out every card and tried to actually play it physically. Um, but uh, yeah, this, for example, um, in Hearthstone, there's a lot of uh, your stats moving up and down your creatures. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which yeah. physically represented on the, ta- on the table would be quite difficult to achieve. Hideous mess of tokens everywhere. Yeah. You like playing a noise deck. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> but no, this is this is one of the things. I mean, and I think it's something that does get kind of lost in translation between digital and board, and, and vice versa. Is that you? You do lose the elements that were designed one way or another. Mm. Um, as much as it's possibly skipping ahead, or it's still within the card game remit. Um, You've always said, Jamie, about playing Netrunner online, mm. in that it loses a lot of it. Um, I know when playing Brian on Jinteki, we've been Skyping, so we can still chat and bluff and talk yeah. bollocks and distract each other that way. Um, <coughs> playing against others or not right. having that, that sort of Skype thing there. Um, me and Aaron sat at uni and played, just yeah. with the laptops in front of us and played Jinteki, <laughs> so we could sit there watching each other's facial expressions and everything. Um, yeah. And that was fine, but I think, you do lose something. I think that was quite convenient yeah. as well because you didn't, you weren't carrying the cards around with you. And no, you just could, no. you had access to everything. Just yeah. Uh, so well, I didn't have the cards at that point, so it was, it was fantastic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone here played any of the sort of the online only card games? 
Hearthstone. Yeah, Hearthstone I really enjoyed for the first year, then I got out of. Cool. Yeah, right, yeah, we three same. talk about Hearthstone, and I'll just sit here and nod. <laughs> cool. Uh, for me, it has absolutely no appeal. Oh, I don't okay. understand why you would play it. It's a card game, but it's on the screen, and why? No, I don't. Ah, oh, visually, it's... it's more. It's more engaging. Um, it's um, again, James, because the stats are moving back and forth. It's that the game they've made is very easy to keep track of the way they've designed the UI. Um, you can do things you wouldn't be able to do on the tabletop yes. because yes. the computer yeah. can track stuff for you. Yep. And that's the appeal. Yeah. It is. Yes. Um, um, it's a very, I think honest. it's a very elegant game. Um, the game mechanics yeah, in there are... It, uh, uh, it I, started off that way. Yeah, okay. Again, I, play, I played for the first year and <laughs> it yeah, was... Um, interestingly enough, I found a lot of people, because like, I've got a couple of friends who got really into it, and some yeah. of them still are, that it, it started off and there were a couple of like random cards... I don't really like randomization on a mm-hmm. computer because I don't trust it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's and something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I believe I'm right in saying that it will never be truly random on a computer. Yes, I mean, it, it's but, as close as you'll ever get. Yeah, but, but, that's it. Matters for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can use the microseconds on your time generate uh, that and algorithms yeah. and all sorts. Yeah. But uh, yeah. like it, because um, I don't trust the computer not to be cheating, mm. bizarrely. <laughs> um, but it, what they did is they had a couple of these randomised like cards with randomised effects in there, which normally you wouldn't want in a card game that's going to be played competitively, mm. because they take away the skill aspect. Yeah, that's one of the things point. I've been really enjoying about Netrunner is that Netrunner, the card does the same thing every single time. The only randomization mm-hmm. is the order you get your cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can control that by putting more or less of each card in, or using other cards to get them out. Yeah, well, um, this is it. Now, so what Hearthstone did is they had a lot of tournament players, and they're trying. They were trying to push it so much to be this big esport, um, and they were all like, "Oh, we don't really like the randomised thing." And so the first proper expansion was basically just full of fuckloads. No, no the second one, sorry, I believe, was full of just fuckloads of randomised things, yeah. and it made a lot of people go, "It's off." Mm. How how does buying stuff work in Hearthstone? You pay X amount for a pack of cards, it's, right? And those cards get added to your account. Yeah, it's a booster. Are model, they random as, cards? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't trust them to actually can, give you something shiny. You can yeah. you can trade them. Well, you can no, you can convert them to dust. Yeah, there's uh, no trading. No, there's no trading. You can convert them to dust, which you can then like buy other cards with. You can yeah, buy specific right. cards by breaking down cards you've got, but it's on a yeah. like break down <laughs> five, get one kind of scale. Yeah. But you can no, you no, can earn like the it. packs. You can earn them for free. Yes. If you play often enough. Yes, um, any of these bullshit <laughs> uh, microtransactions. Yeah. Microtransaction. Oh, if you play forty sound and the thing that you could spend ninety nine P on. Yeah, yeah. Or you can have but, a thousand of the nine P things. Yeah. Now you can't do that with Magic the Gathering. And you've sounds right. So with that with Magic Hearthstone. the Gathering, essentially, but I don't play Magic the Gathering because collectible stuff is bullshit, as we've mm. discussed before. Well, no, no. <laughs> what I mean is you can't you can't earn the free packs really with Magic the Gathering. 
I found that first year playing. You could playing. mug the fat kid behind the shop. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you could just yeah. mug somebody. Yeah, fair play. It says there's being a fat child that was mugged. I, um, I found that first year playing that the, the actual pricing model wasn't horrible. I probably spent mm. probably about 10 quid on the game and yeah. still enjoyed it, yeah. still played it, and you know probably, probably paid less for it than it was probably worth if it was a full price triple a kind of game that was sort of just, you know yeah um, I, I, one thing i did want to jump in with just just before we move off the paying microtransaction stuff hmm. now if you're good at the game you can do what's called running infinite is the way they've played it so there is a mode in hearthstone called arena mm-hmm so what happens is you pay either a couple of quid or some gold from the game that you've earned to join and to do an arena run. Now, that you draft a deck from... It gives you three cards, you pick one. It gives you three cards, you pick one. It gives you three cards, you pick one. And you go through like that. Um, how, the number of games you win before you lose three times determines the level of prize you get. At a certain level, you, uh, uh, I think it's after seven wins, you earn enough gold to go in again. So if you can consistently win seven times with the decks you've made, because you're good at the game, you never have to put money into it. Hmm. So you will get a pack and enough gold to play again. No, possibly two packs and enough to play again. From a business so, model, that's quite clever, yeah, because it is, one person's winning seven games, that means somebody's losing it's seven clever, games. It's clever, it's not good for the consumer no. it sounds vile exploitative exploiting that yeah. kind of that addictive thing especially for something that can be aimed at younger people mm-hmm. we have gambling yeah. rules and obviously you've seen like the counter-strike go skins um controversy and that kind of thing targeting young people with things that feel a bit like gambling yeah. where real currency is at stake because yeah if you don't win your seven games you're then going to have to pay you a couple quid to go back in rather than or you you do, do it so there is money at stake. And, yeah you you can yeah. get around it um but like again like you say it's a time yeah. sink hmm. and there yeah. are time gates built into it because there is with anything with microtransactions really yes yeah and it's everything i hate about modern gaming so mm. i would never touch it but I'm sure you guys have had fun with it. It was fun for you, and then I started to notice that kind of, you know, um, it was going to start kicking overpriced, and it was starting to play on those, like you said, addictive tendencies um, yeah. more than being fun as a game. So, yeah. can you just yeah. play it with your mates and just build yes. a deck and have a fun game? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, you can. But, uh, but always the one, one, one be... of your mates gets more stuff. Yeah, yeah you're peeking over the fence, going, "That kid's got a dragon, and I've got." A squirrel. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, it does have there. land play, which is quite good. If you're on the same wireless network, yeah. you, you can you can just play each other online as well. So mm, you can. Yeah, yeah, and and it's nice because I can play it on my phone or a tablet, yeah. and so it's got a lot of and accessibility. It does have a very slick interface. It's, oh, it it's does. It, it's shiny mm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's still so very flawed for all the reasons we've mentioned hmm. yeah we've kind of skipped to the end where we've come sort of to the yeah. stuff that works the other way well, where it's a, a digital game aping board games but then i suppose if board games are having a renaissance they're coming you know they're becoming a big thing then it's understandable to maybe try and chase that market hmm. and to yeah try to i think we might start as well seeing more older board games and tabletop games that 
um, were popular a while but a while back, starting to get maybe digital versions. Well, there's stuff like Talisman, Hero yep, Quest, exactly. etc. Has all now been bought out digitally. Yeah. Um, so it's no, interesting. They're trying. Obviously, what Blood happens? Bowl. It'll be interesting to see what happens to all those licenses. Because mm. Talisman yes. is a game workshop game licensed to Fantasy Flight for the tabletop, but it uses the same rules for the app. And if I don't know, because as we talked in our last episode of Board Talk um, about the Games Workshop licensing situation, they might just, would they disappear? I suppose these days they could pretty much just delete themselves off of your phone. You, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that technically can happen. Yeah, they can go, uh, we'll do an update. Uh, the update is you're not allowed this anymore. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the uh, Talisman app, because I've got it on my phone, actually wants to connect at all times anyway, so they can just block that and then boom, you can't use it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was just an just a interesting um, aside. Um, I remember picking up The Witcher 3 this time last year, a little bit, a little mm. bit before this time last year, actually, and playing Gwent mm-hmm. within mm. The Witcher, um, which was shit. I mean... <laughs> I enjoyed people it seem a, to really like it. <laughs> within the game, I enjoyed it as a distraction. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't play it outside of that no, at no. all. Because like you said, it's shit. It's, it lacks anything. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't understand how it works. It confused me. It was very um, bad. From the very little bit I've seen of it, having not played The Witcher 3, um, it's looked a bit like Vanguard in a way. Um, which no one else has played so that's fine um yay comparisons yes (laughs) other people might understand this (laughs) yeah it's true or mock me for having played vanguard vanguard's the horrible one that we don't like because it's full of um underage looking people with boobs yeah yeah yes that game looks really really weird like it's kind of expecting it to take the cards to bed with you and rub them on yourself <laughs> yeah it's a bit odd i, I yeah, can't remember like feeling a cardboard i was just gonna say on the, to- <laughs> okay. uh, on the topic of the of like uh games within games as well like uh like in the witcher and gwent uh did you guys ever play um the, the first knights of the old republic game um they had pazark as a card game within that and that was actually quite yeah, a yeah. that was quite a well constructed little mini game as well um, based yeah. on like, you know, there was games. a card game in Final Fantasy eight. 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 Yes. yes. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say there was a whole website dedicated to that when I was in school for just playing <laughs> yeah. Triple Triad, which is a game in uh, Final Fantasy eight. Yeah. Um, I met I met people through that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that was quite a good card game. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> there is a yeah. um, Final Fantasy collectible card game coming out next month. There is. There is we saw that uh, at AGX very briefly. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> cool. <a> <laughs> a wave really, of enthusiasm rushes yeah. across well, the, the thing. We weren't there. really that interested in it at the time. We just saw a couple of people playing it. It looked like a fairly standard LCG, CCG type of game, but... Yeah, Final Fantasy doesn't really interest me that much. Uh, no, it, it, right, I love half of it. <laughs> the serious <laughs> adventure, wizards, magic, summoning giant demon things, that's awesome. The fucking giant chicken bullshit things you can ride doesn't ruin it for me. Chocobos. Chocobos, yeah. No, Chocobos can suck a dick, Aaron. Um, 
they can't let you them. on the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> strange bestiality going on. Uh, I, it's just, totally I just don't like it. It's totally inconsistent, Brian. Yes. <laughs> and it upsets me. It is all over the place. I, I think it partly comes really from its good. roots of being a very much like an 8-bit sort of RPG-style series and then keeping yeah. elements of that as they moved into a more realistic tone. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VII, you've got Cloud um, kneeling in the water, weeping at the death of um, Aerith, or Aerith. Um, let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> in the same game where it's really fun to dress up as a lady and date someone in your game that you have been nice to throughout. Um, yeah. And the tone is just so very different. It's kind of like you've got this weird kind of carry-on camping bit. <laughs> and then you and then you've got like a Shakespearean tragedy like mm-hmm. and you're like what's going on um so yeah it is quite it's quite strange i wonder if the game will be quite as inconsistent <laughs> probably probably yeah it just reminds me that inconsistency actually this might might be a complete tangent but we were playing dead of winter last night um and dead of winter is quite a serious game and it's very much everything that happens is what's happening on the table in front of you yeah um, yeah. And then, and you have a crossroads card. If someone does something during a turn, the game is interrupted. You read something out, and it might be that your character got waylaid traveling somewhere, or they um, they found something, or they were infected when they thought they were only wounded, or something like that. And there was just one card in there that went, "You, you are," and you'd pulled it out, um, and someone <laughs> oh, yeah. yawned. Not like that, <laughs> uh, but someone yawned, and it was like, "Oh, you've yawned! Oh, yeah!" And it suddenly reminded me that the real world existed. Mm. Yeah, and it was really odd, and I don't think I liked it. I think it upset me slightly because it wasn't based on an in-game action. No, it was. It was. It was, it was, it no, it was based, on, it was based on me yawning, yawning well, in yeah. real life, not in yeah. the game. That's not that's not me moving a character or taking some medicine in the game or showing no, a puppy because it ran near me. You know, it's. Well, yeah, but thematically on the card, it was all oh, about it's all about being your character exhausted. Being tired. Yeah, yeah, and then having things later on. So yeah, I don't know. I quite enjoyed that. I want to be okay. able to yawn yeah. around a table without feeling like the game's going to punish me for it. <laughs> it didn't punish you; it rewarded you for it. Yeah, <laughs> it just felt very odd. Corruption. Yeah, um, it was odd, but I think I liked it because it was different. Um, Jamie's gone. Look, he's, he's, he's upset at not being able to play Dead of Winter with us. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it last night, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just just talking about Gwent, I actually bought the expansion for The Witcher, which was stupid because I'd never actually finished the original thing. <laughs> I don't um, think anybody did. <laughs> no, I didn't even get. I didn't get past the second, the first proper map after the tutorial bit. I didn't get past that. <laughs> I, I got, I got my beard trimmed for a king. That was a bit kinky. Um, I'm apart still, from that, I didn't really do a lot of I'm it. I'm still hoping uh, to complete The Witcher 2, but you know, <laughs> I'll get there sometime. But um, that came with a paper copy of Gwent. Yeah, it did. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I think it's at mine. I keep, I, right, I keep thinking I should be bringing it back to you, but you brought it around once to play. And yeah. we never did because Gwen actually isn't that good. Like you said. I thought it might be more. <laughs> I thought it might be more fun to play it um, yeah. on the tabletop, face to face, with actually some of that interaction. Because there is, yeah. there seems to be sort of an element of going, "Oh, I've done this," but you're doing that to an AI, and it doesn't really work. Yeah, you know, thing and that kind of thing. Yeah, is it worth maybe mentioning about those type of things? Though? So, games that have been translated from board games to video games, and in a single player way how the ai is 
Yeah, definitely. Because mm, yeah. I, I, yeah, there's a trend with it that it doesn't work essentially. Okay. Joe's face is lighting up in a really odd way. Uh, <laughs> the, the camera I'm using is weird. It has some LEDs around it. Okay. Right. Um, and so if I do this and put my hand near it, the entire thing seems to light up and get lighter. Okay. Even if the LEDs are blocked. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't know if you were uh, glowing slightly in agreement with what Jamie uh, was saying. That's all. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, oh. have we played... First of all, have we played any uh, video game adapt- adaptations of board games where the AI has actually been good? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you think of any? Oh, yeah. Sometimes the AI is very good. Yeah. Sometimes the AI is a fucking idiot. Uh, I know in the first Blood Bowl, um, the AI was sometimes quite predictable. Uh, they'd always pretty much... Well, it's depending on which um, team he was playing against. But a lot of the time they would just um, try to cage up and then just walk down the field. Uh, and that was pretty much it. But I know in Blood Bowl 2 it's a little bit better. Yeah. Marginally, yeah. Mm. Um, I haven't actually at- played that against anything other than Joe. It's better at caging up, I would, well, I'd guess, and it's quite good at breaking yours. Mm. Um, but the, the teams that are supposed to play the running game aren't very right. good at playing the running game. Yeah, which is a shame. I was going to say that's a big problem with Blood Bowl. Um, I mean, it's amazing to play online with other people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because <sighs> Blood Bowl is complex as a board game. Oh yes. Um. And requires a ridiculous number of dice rolls and checking things and stats and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. pretty standard for a war gamey type thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it is very slow, and the ball and the video game really speeds that process up. So. Yeah, my biggest th- thing with Blood Bowl, because I mean, I've I've played the original, uh, well, I think second edition, I've got, um, and my biggest problem with that was remembering the if this particular model has block or if this particular model has another ability um, and the video game version takes that problem away somewhat so you can, in fact you can just yeah. you know very easily see it and it's, and it knows you know the mechanics in the game are automated so yeah, yeah. I mean I struggle with that with Malifaux to be honest so to <laughs> have it for that many players would confuse the life out of me mm. um Interestingly enough, as a slightly a slight aside, um, I was chatting to someone the other day about Blood Bowl, hmm. um, and how actually it's a really crap game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. I want to Elaborate. do this. I, could, I want to do this thing. I rolled a one. My entire turn ends because Bob fell over. Yes, that, that's, that's, that's bullshit. True. That's true. That's one. It's really shit game design. Do, yeah. do you know what the worst part of Blood Bowl is? And it doesn't happen in the video game. Is illegal procedures where you forget to move your turn marker, and then your turn oh. immediately starts finishes the moment you move one thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you so, don't move um, your turn marker and your player, the other the opponent catches you doing a move without having moved your turn marker, they can go at you like yeah. a dickhead, and then your turn ends. Yes. No. Which was that? Which edition is that? All is of it, them, because it? it's shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this this is to be fair. After that, my brain went. 
No, because we were discussing compared to Blue Guild Ball, and yeah. yeah, Blood Bowl's really bad. Yeah, I don't think we ever played with that ball. But um, the, the thing no. with Blood Bowl is it's a twenty-year-old game now, isn't yes. it? Yeah, uh, it is. But but I have to say, I mean, the video game version is I've played a lot more than a lot of traditional video games, um, so it can't be that bad. No, yeah. it's it's good fun still, but I think that's kind of nostalgia kicking in. Mm, maybe to an extent. I, I, I think I, I think, don't know because I didn't really play Blood Bowl in the store, and I'm, I'm the same as Jamie. I played I've played loads of the actual game, which only picked oh. Blood Bowl One, which only picked up for about a year and a half ago. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's quite good. I think some of the issues come into them trying to because it's based on American football, um, trying to um, mimic that a lot. So if a player falls down American fo- uh, football and the other players getting told, I see it halter their their push stops and everything. Else. Yeah, yeah, that's all their priorities ends, doesn't it? From, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I really but, enjoyed playing uh, the video game version of Blood Bowl, and I but I wouldn't necessarily want to play lots of it against an AI. No, no. no. I've played um, through the single player campaign in it. Hmm. Yeah, to completion. I have to. In the second one, yeah. Oh, I've played through the first play, uh, the first one. uh, I've played through the second because I've never played the first one. Yeah, I mean, I I quite enjoyed it. The the AI is not terrible. Um, Mm. Is there much of a narrative in the first one, Jamie? Yeah, there there is. Um, Okay, it's a very similar sort of style. You don't play any standard games essentially in the, but maybe apart from your first. Oh, no, about three. No, game three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, there's always like weird stuff going on to make this whole narrative thing happen. Yeah. Um, okay. And it was okay. It was quite entertaining. I played it mostly to listen to the commentators because they're genius. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, and they make it, but yeah, that's yeah. one thing. They do get a bit repetitive on the multiplayer because they yes. have all these stock phrases. But on the single player, it's it's a bit better. Yeah, because they can have extra bits for the individual circumstances in the different matches and things. And the like star that. players, it throws in there and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd quite quite happily recommend playing Blood Bowl, oh. the, the the game version. Yeah. Especially same. as the models are so so old now, and they're hard to get hold of. Games Workshop yeah. doesn't really support its specialist games anymore in any way. Um, although they're uh, they've announced that they're sort of relaunching the specialist games aren't they mm-hmm. um and yeah actually them announcing that made me look at blood bowl again made me pick up the video game version uh and i'd be tempted to pick up the board game version when it comes out again mm. yeah um i'd rather play guild ball yeah possibly <laughs> but i'd give it a try it depends yeah. if, they, if they've updated it if they just release the same rules again I'm not going to be that no. excited by it, but if they've updated it and brought it kicking and screaming <laughs> in the 21st century... Like they did with Dreadfleet. I never Dread played Dreadfleet. Dread I bought it and I sold it. Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't I look, opened it and looked at the shinies. I don't think it was any good. Jamie to... gave a copy of Dreadfleet at us. Yeah. No, I was going to make my very oh. battered copy of Blood Bowl at you. Uh, which is all taped together. Um, but I was just going to say, um, I think if they did re-release, I probably wouldn't, just because I wouldn't mind just playing the original again um, yeah. at some point. At some point, And I still haven't, I keep, keep planning to, but I still haven't actually got around to painting any of the minis. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got, like, popping, like, I don't even think they white metal, I think they're lead. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those, <laughs> that age, yeah. they probably were. 
so yeah um but no i mean i i think there's a there's a solid foundation there it just needs some tweaking yes for, for blood bowl um so when they do when they are when they, blah, 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 i can't talk when they do finally tell us when the new version's coming out and what they're going to do with it uh some of us may make a trip over to the double skulls podcast uh, mm. to talk blood bowl with them which would be yeah. kind of cool yeah be. and then we'll get them over here to talk about board games yeah yeah hollywood yeah. undead if you're, uh, you know, yeah, if you're, yeah. i think that's a recommendation if you're into <laughs> blood bowl at all um go listen to the double skulls podcast yes they're very good they're they're very funny but in a way that we can't be because we have professional lives and we get told off <laughs> <laughs> yeah um speak for yourself edis well yeah yeah I, I leave all the nasty things you say in. i just mm-hmm. the, the terrible things i say and do have to remain below the surface <laughs> uh, yeah um, do you guys do you guys ever go to the pub go to the pub we went to the pub on thursday night we yeah, did. I, like, I like going to the pub do you ever go on the uh like the quiz machines on the pub no mm-hmm. like the touchscreen mm-hmm. ones do you like those aaron no, but if I've had a no. few drinks, it's something that's shiny to keep from <laughs> buying more drinks. I remember being mildly addicted to playing, and this is related to what, what we're talking about, uh, to playing Cluedo on the old touchscreen, like the it boxes that used to used to be in pubs. Mm-hmm. You oh, don't see them as much anymore. No. Um, but it all started when I, I put a pound in uh, with a friend. Uh, guest missed Scarlet in the dining room with a candlestick and won ten pounds. Never Ooh. won any money for being well. good at Cluedo before, <laughs> um, and it was good. And yeah, I just wondered if it you had again. It's another digital version of a um, of a board game. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of things I've played in that, in that time. I mean, Monopoly we mentioned earlier, but I've never yeah, in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's not something you want to be playing with drinks involved as well. Oh, it ends in no. violence normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you flip the table and then there's four points on it as well, you end up with a very soggy... And your friendships. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we've had Blood Bowl that's actually transitioned really well into the, the digital realm. Yes. Have we got any examples of things that haven't? Yeah, I played Ticket to Ride. Um, okay. um yeah. there's a there's a ticket to ride version I, I think i may have got it in a humble bundle on mm-hmm. steam same one i've got yeah yeah i played it twice and went just trains uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> it was it was actually fairly depressing um <laughs> and there's that there's that thing where like you could see that they the ai is desperately waiting for a pink card yeah. right and they go, they go digging through the deck. They take their two actions. They take two random cards, and they always seem to get the right cards. Yeah. And it just made me go. Yeah. When you're playing with people and they're there in front of you, and you've shuffled the deck yourself, you know that there's no nothing going on. But because there's nothing physically there, it just made me. Any time that there was just a bit of luck, I was just like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, there's quite a good article on the Guardian by Lee Alexander about um, digital superstitions, essentially. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the things she mentioned to go if you're trying to get your GPS to work, you'll shake your phone in the hopes that it'll get the uh, mm-hmm. accelerometer to get the point in the right direction. Um, it doesn't okay, do anything, yeah. at all, but you there feel is, like there is actually some technological basis to that. 
Uh, yeah, but it's Holding very limited. Holding in front of you and doing a figure of eight does actually... Com- oh, yeah. But but there's still a lot of times when you'll um, maybe interact with a device in a way that was never actually... You know, the whole hitting the computer when it doesn't yes. work right it doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually probably negatively impact the computer, if anything, but it doesn't make it go yeah. any faster. But yeah, it's like throwing your controller across the room not make you better at Call of Duty. <laughs> no, that, that, does. Wrong. That, that does. Shout and get some while you play us. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, um, turning off your test. Yes. <laughs> I will just say, just before we move on from the topic, um, I've, I have I didn't know you guys have played it, but I've played Ticket to Ride uh, both on the iPad version and the desktop PC version, and yes. I didn't actually mind it. I Well, I mean, I, could, I definitely see where you're coming from, um, and yeah. I've honestly not played the PC version that much, but I played, played it once, but I played the iPad version quite a bit, and I quite enjoyed it, and yeah, yeah and uh, you know, it's... It's quite a nice translation from the, yeah. the, the oh, physical game. Oh, it's very faithful. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think that that's actually to its detriment because it's yeah. a very simple game. It's the kind of game I like to pull out if we're playing games with people that aren't necessarily gamers, in quote, yeah. um, people that play a lot of games, because it's really easy to teach and it's quite it's quite fun, but it's, it's well, very simple and it's very luck-based. I think that... Because, you know, we, we put off playing it for a long time because... It just looked like a bunch of trains. Yeah, it's it's just trains. It's it's where the the whole joke with it. It's just something started for us. Yes. But um, one of the things that it does is anything like that. The game can be not amazing, like because Ticket to Ride's not really that. Like you said, it's not a complicated game. Mm. We had a lot of fun playing it. Because of the social interactions yeah. and being able to go, oh, yeah. are you trying to do this? Are you trying to do that? And you lose all of that online. Yeah, yes. you can't turn to the robot inside the game and go, oh, are you trying to get blue ones? And try and sight I'll tell you out. what, if you don't yeah, go yeah, there, conflict. I'll go here. Yeah. And then we can... And <clears throat> that all kind of just gets thrown out the window. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it might I think actually... that's the, de- the detrimental move from physical to digital. Yeah. yeah. It's those little social interactions you get out of a game. I think it might actually be a significant issue with uh, Euro game style ones like yeah. Taxi Ride because a lot of those rely on uh, somebody having something at the end that they can score lots of points yes. with that they know is coming and they've been planning for that other people can try and psych them out of and try to figure out what it is. So you can block people's routes because you can see that they're looking at that mm. section of the board more physically. You don't mm. get that at all. Um, online. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of those sorts of games are very interaction light, so the yeah. systems translate quite well. You can computerise yeah. them, digitise them quite simply, but you lose some of that, any interaction that was there that you just do. kind of, you and end up just playing the game. Yeah. And um, I've mentioned this before on the previous podcast, but um, like I sometimes resist getting into digital versions of physical games that I really enjoy because I've had this experience in the past where certain times I've played a game um, you know the physical board game version enjoyed it, then I've gone off and played the digital version and in some ways I've enjoyed that but then it's put me off ever wanting to go back to the other one even if the original one was a better experience Um, and that's definitely happened to me with Agricola, I mean I quite liked Agricola and that is a very much a Euro game that's based on a lot of interaction Um, And the iPad and iPhone version of Agricola is excellent. It's really well implemented. But again, doesn't have that social interaction element there. Um, and 
then after playing that, I kind of never really wanted to pick up Agricola again. So, oh, really? Mm. Yeah, actually damaged your... Yeah, I mean, I probably would do. It's been, a, it's been a fair bit of time now since I last played it, or last <gasps> month ago, but it did, I played a lot of it in a short period as well because I was playing it on the iPad every day. And like yeah. when you're playing board games, you don't typically, apart from a recent netrun of experiences, you don't typically get to play it that regularly. So I think yeah. that probably has an, an impact as well. Yeah, I mean, I like board games because you play them with your friends and it's a sociable experience. Mm, and yeah. I think a lot of games lose that and then there's not that much left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it's, I think one of the ones we can probably draw from the most um, is Netrunner, mm-hmm. to be fair, because we've played a lot of it in person recently. Yeah, and me and Brian more so have played a lot of it on Gintech. Well, I mean, we've played quite a lot. Aaron's played a bit, and Jamie hasn't. For that same yeah. reason I mentioned, I've been. I've watched yeah. a few games. I watched them online. I watch you guys play, but I don't want to play it myself. Um, yeah. The ones I've enjoyed the most are against Brian because we can sit and chat. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. have that kind of oh, you dick. Yes. Moments. Um, but Enjoy whereas... that runner for your dick moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you you do it's... lose a lot playing yeah. against randoms. Yeah, yeah, and playing it say even against me because I mean we're quite lucky at the moment. It's been working enough to stream my face. Mm. <sighs> um, but normally when I'm playing with Joe, I can't. My my internet's too slow to cope with doing that. At the same time, I was playing Jinteki, and mm. so you lose some of that. Me grinning evilly as I put a card down. Yes. Uh, because I've done something nasty or just want Joe to think I'm doing something nasty. So it loses some of the fun. I've been playing uh, playing it in um, the pub on Thursday, which if anybody's in Peterborough will post stuff about this. Please come join us because it's great. It, it, it really... Like the Facebook page because it will look up on there. It's yes. a very different game. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, I think Joe's mentioned this before, and actually he may be mentioning this now, sorry. Um, but the whole idea of um, sometimes it's a good thing to be able to play a game without being able to see the other person's like uh, reactions and be able to try yeah. and read them and just learn how to respond to things in a more, more mechanical way, especially if you're looking at going to tournaments. Um, yeah. yeah, this I mentioned it's reading the board state. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think there's definitely something to be said about that. And, and also playing Jinteki, because the carpool is sort of unlimited, um, you will come up against decks that you probably wouldn't come up against in your local meta. So you can learn more about the game. So there's probably that aspect yeah. too, which is good. And you can also play MBNs controlling the message four times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then just give up for the evening because you've it's lost. Like you would at a tournament, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So it is like a tournament, yeah. and you face the soulless, empty blankness in front of you That's with hope of winning. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is a bit like going to a tournament. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've not. I've not minded playing. I've played a few random people, and you know what? My thing of playing games with strangers it scares me. Um, because I feel my fun is reliant on um, on an unknown quantity. Uh, but I've quite enjoyed playing on Jinteki.net. Um, it's been okay. And I've had a few chats with people sort of during and after the game in the chat box and things like that. But obviously playing, say, Netrunner, if they, was, they were to make an AI, which would be so super cyberpunk um, <laughs> to play against, but I wouldn't want to play against it because mm. it would just be way too mechanical. It would just be, yeah. it'd be dull. I remember playing, we got quite into Settlers of Catan, uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, we did. And I played a lot of the the Catan uh, phone app um, mm-hmm. at one point, 
because I kept losing at Settlers at Catan. And normally I, I tend to win probably more than my fair share of games. And it was against AI. There's so much of Catan is I'm not giving you any sheep because mm-hmm. you might win or, you know, um, and wood for sheep. Um, wood for sheep jokes, yeah. Yes, yeah. And rocks, as we call the ore. Um, <laughs> and I found it a really kind of soulless experience. Yeah. I... Um, Sorry, go on. No, 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 go, go. Yeah, I was going to say, I just, that Catan actually, you reminded me, it's actually been the, was the first, I'm going to say new, of the newer board games, uh, you know, yes, not Monopoly. Yeah, modern uh, board games, if you like. Yeah, um, that I played, but I played it on the Xbox 360, I think, because uh, I got curious and picked it up with a demo of it. Yeah. And I was not interested in playing Catan at all after doing that because hmm. the same it was it felt empty at all yet playing it with you guys it's a game i will i happily recommended to my dad who my mum and dad absolutely love playing it um and i'll happily go around and play it with them afterwards uh and i go around and things it's it's a really good game hmm. but the digital edition lacks the interactions that make it such a good game yes yeah a good board game takes advantage of the fact that there are people there around the table with you yeah um or at least i think it does some of the euro games maybe you're just building your own system and you could be doing it on your own um but as i said still an element of sort of blocking and passive aggression and um that kind of thing even just being able yeah. to discuss when it's not your turn with the person next to you what's going on yeah yeah and you lose you lose that um so yeah i don't think they always transfer very well i played a bit of carcassonne as well um another phone app well and it just left me very very cold see, i was I gonna say play it tabletop. my my uh game that personally works best both at the table and uh, on the app version for me is Carcassonne. Um, okay. I've played a lot of Carcassonne in real life. Uh, play, you know, play with my wife, um, and we really enjoy um, that game uh, on the tabletop. But also, I've played a lot of Carcassonne over the phone app with some of my friends and colleagues from work, and mm. and yeah. probably equal amount, if not slightly more, games on on the digital version. Um, and I don't know. I don't think Carcassonne quite relies on the the social interaction elements as much as yeah. many of those other games we've mentioned. Um, yeah. and a lot of it is about just it's like puzzle solving in a way. Um, so I think Carcassonne does translate quite well uh, personally, and I've enjoy- really enjoyed it, and I'd happily keep playing that. Yeah, as long as you've got other people to talk to while you're playing, if it's like a it's like going for a walk with a group of people, you've got something a goal to focus on. Mm that allows you to kind of relax and talk about something that you maybe wouldn't normally. I find Carcassonne really good for that. I play that quite a lot. It's nice yeah. to it digitally. And I quite like the almost play-by-mail style of the digital Carcassonne, where you know the old play-by-mail games used to get back in the, the message board days. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, I did a you... play-by-postal mail game. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and a long time ago. Just being able to make a move. Uh, on the game and then put it well, put it down and forget about it for 10 minutes until the else takes a move um, and or even a couple of hours it's, when you come back to it you're just looking at the board state and figuring out what's my next best move and it's, it's puzzle solving I quite like that um, and it actually shares just reminded me it shares quite a bit with obviously games like Scrabble as well like Words with Friends mm, has yeah. that kind of style I, I went through a stage of for about two years of playing 
a lot of Scrabble with a colleague of mine mm. um, on our, you know, through the Facebook app yeah. uh, and just sort of each playing Ooh, a movie. Lectureless no, or Scrabulous? That was really good. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was just it was Scrabble. the official Scrabble one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was free, and you could buy shinier tiles and stuff if you were insane. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just wanted to give them a couple quid to say thank you for putting your game out there, I suppose you could do that kind of thing. But mm. yeah, it was uh, that was fine. Yeah. Um, and have you seen that you can now actually get Words with Friends, the, the board game, in the shops? Yeah. What? Yeah. Tom, but it's just, it's just the same fucking way. Scrabble. It is a Scrabble. It is a Scrabble. But, you know, yeah. No, no, it's Words with Friends. Yeah, with the yellow tiles and the blue board, you know that sort of. So at at this point, yeah. Sorry, um, because we we've covered things that we think transfer really well. Yeah. Um. So we've had Blood Bowl Mm. that transfers well. Um, Scrabble transfers well. Darkson. Now, there's one thing that I think. I don't know if you've played with the sound, but I know me and Brian would both say transfers awfully. Mm Hmm. And this is from video game to board game. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is Portal. Yes. I, yeah, I, okay, go on. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, all of the things we've said that board games that, that go to digital lack, so you lack that interaction, you lack all that fun of talking to your friends and, and socialising. Um, Portal the board game seems to kill all of that. You sit there in silence <laughs> and, and don't talk, don't do anything. And I, we might just be playing it wrong, but no, it's passive it aggression. A, the board game, yeah, yeah, it's a really weird experience. It's a very, very strange game because normally you'll play a game and you'll go right. We're playing Code Names. It's going to take about twenty minutes to play a couple rounds. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to play Twilight Imperium. So book the weekend off. Um, <laughs> For the next four with, weeks, <laughs> with Paul, the board game, a single move can just end it, and yeah. it's it's a very odd game. I still can't decide if I like it or not. It's one of those games yeah. that we pull out and we'll play, and I'll have a bit of Is fun, it... and then someone will do something, and the game will just end, and I'll be like, "Oh, fuck, game's over." Um, so I've not yet played the Portal board game, um, don't. but. Uh, is it because so I don't know a huge amount about it? Is it is it more of the one of those type of it's like puzzle solving cerebral games? Sort of. It's a giant. It's a giant puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, there are there are you know just tabletop games that are like that, and you do get these sessions where you'll sit there and just stare at the board for two hours without really ever talking. Um, yeah, we played like dimensions chess, that we mentioned when we talked about puzzle games hmm. and yeah. that does involve staring at your balls in the case of dimensions <laughs> um, and trying to stack up and make sure the blue ones and the black ones aren't touching and that kind of thing um and but that takes there's a timer in that hmm. and then the yeah. interaction comes in between the rounds in portal we have had whole games where we've been playing five minutes and like no one's said a word mm-hmm beyond yeah. talk like say i play this card i do this i do that because you have to work out because everything can go wrong in a single move you need to be it's like like chess you need to be working out what everyone's doing mm. and but because things change so quickly in the game the moment someone plays a card um and most people you'll be playing a card pretty much every other turn um 
adds a new rule. It's got a little bit like flux in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a point. New special rule every time something's played, and then it changes it, and then you need to think again, and then you just end up staring at the board and then you forget that your friends are there until one of them decides that they're not going to win so no one can win so they make the game a draw by doing a massive dick move mm-hmm. which has <laughs> happened about five or six times when i've played that game yeah it has yeah and that really winds me up yeah yeah i don't know maybe i need better friends don't know <laughs> but it's like i can't win so no one can ha huh? oh isn't mm-hmm. it funny everyone's got no cake oh, okay i was gonna say yes just wasted but- half an hour we played in a winter last night and were surprisingly cooperative. Like, yeah, yeah. We're willing to lose, so we all, all the others might actually win. Mm. That was wrong. But it is a cooperative game. Yeah, it's yeah, a semi-cooperative it, game. It has elements of an emphasis on the semi. Yeah. Yeah. I, at one point of that, because we were all getting on far too well, I was going to play a card in deliberately to make it seem like one of us was the betrayer. <laughs> even though i i knew after about the second turn that, that, that one of us wasn't i was like if i do this it might make the game a bit spicier mm. um I remember but, you tried to make people uh think i was the betrayer at one point because i yeah, forgot to I, do something yeah yeah i was like joe yeah. did a thing he might be the betrayer and he just went, nah, yeah i forgot okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the second turn you did something and then the third turn came along and i went oh no he's done it again He's not playing. He can't be playing the long game. He's actually almost oh, genuine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Portal so is a very odd one. I still, as I said, I still can't work out if I like it. So yeah. every time I play it, I'm like, I have a new perspective on it, and I'm yeah. like, and then something else will bug me, or I'll like a particular move or something that can be done. I go, oh, that's actually really clever, and then I, I just don't know. <laughs> um, I was going to say another another game uh, that started off as a video game. Um, uh, translated to a board game and some people probably really like it but I would say it also is a, has some problems um, as a tabletop game uh, is, and sorry for those of you not watching on the video, but is Civilization. Now I think Ooh. there's some people who really probably like this game, probably um, but Somewhere. <laughs> I, do have, I do have a few issues with it um, cool. I mean, well not cool because you've obviously bought it, Jamie well, sad for you. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I think I wouldn't mind playing it again sometime to... I've only played it a couple of times, that's the thing. I wouldn't mind playing it again, you know, getting into it a bit more, and maybe just experimenting with it a bit more. But one of the biggest issues is, is this. It's, um, and again, sorry if you're not watching the video, but here's uh, an example of some of the components uh, for the game. So here's one tub of bits, and I've got another that's tub a cereal of, box of worth bits. Stuff. Another tub of bits... Um, more bits. <laughs> uh, oh, look, there's all of these plastic bits. Um, more oh, tiles everywhere. Um, so, and so on. There's, and then billions of these little tiny cards. And yeah, it, the setup for the game yeah. is ridiculous every time. And you have, to, you have to get these little tubs to put things in, otherwise you'll never get it done. Yeah, it, that reminds me of picking up, I think it's um, Caverna. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, the, in our friendly local gaming shop and nearly putting my b- back out because it, the thing <laughs> weighed a ton yeah. um, and had more wood than a Viagra clinic yeah. so that was just ridiculous yeah um, if you like stuff like that though if you like 
playing with lots of bits. That's good. But I think this is where the computer side of things really comes into its own, both for games that started off as computer games and also for ones that maybe started off as board games and translated, is the setup time. You know, you don't have that epic setup time of 20, 30, maybe even minutes or maybe even an hour getting the board ready before Mm. you can even start playing. Yeah, I think Twilight Imperium that we often lambast as the archetypal, massively overinflated, swollen pustule of a game uh, <laughs> that swallows weekends would make a great video game because a lot of the crap going on in the background can mm. just yeah happen in that background yeah and before you it. could save it and come back to it load later. it up again later yeah yeah it's um there's loads of them on uh well steam ready pc platform the 4x space games i absolutely yes. love them yeah um endless space is very similar and you can play it we mentioned um it's sort of play by mail earlier you can play it like that so you play your turn stop and then you can go away for a couple of days when somebody else plans their turn um, which is not yeah. dissimilar to the time frame twilight imperium takes but at least you can walk <laughs> away and go have a cup of tea and it doesn't you take know, up yeah. three rooms of your house <laughs> yeah well it depends on your computer setup i suppose <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah if you've got some kind of mainframe for playing these games then um, uh... Have you guys played uh, the James cupboard. tabletop version of Galaxy Trucker? No, no. I've heard that's, of that. that's a wonderful game, and I'll have to like get you to play it sometime. We'll play it together. But um, again, I think that's another one that translates quite well to the digital version. I've got the iPad and iPhone version of that, and I play that quite a lot. Um, so in Galaxy Trucker, you're basically building um, a spaceship. Galaxy truck. A spaceship to ship goods which are like little cubes, um, and you're all kind of racing to build your your truck, your um, truck, yeah, your space truck, and then you actually have a race to take the goods from one place to another. But asteroids can come along and destroy your ship al- along the way. Um, okay. And you, depending on how you put your ship together, depends on how well it will survive through this kind of asteroid field. Um, mm. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And again, I think that's one that translates very well to a video game because, again, there's quite a lot of physical components. But again, on the video game, it's very much sort of tactile, drag and drop, um, construction of your ships and so on. Uh, and you can very easily represent things getting blown up a lot more easily on a video game. So, yeah. yeah. But we'll have to play yeah. it sometime. That's a cool game. Yeah. Um, we mentioned... Um, this is this is going to be slightly different then um we recently um were gifted uh so thank you very much uh to dog-eared games uh, a copy of Stackbots um yes. for the podcast uh, can people see it yeah there yeah, you go yeah. stack bots um which is a a fairly light fairly quick um competitive smash other people's robots game yeah um which I quite like. Uh, we play mm. quite a bit. Um, it's like a filler game, sort of 10, 15 minutes yeah. waiting for someone or, or that kind of thing. Uh, they've recently released um, a game based on Stackbots, but it's actually a single-player puzzle game. Mm. Uh, and I know I've played it. Mm-hmm. Aaron, yeah. you had a quick go today. Jamie, yeah. you've played it. Joe, did you get a chance to, to no, play No, I, I was looking at random types of Birds all day, the child. Okay, well, <laughs> just make interested faces while we discuss it then. Yeah, um, or ask questions. Bit stroking, maybe. 
Yeah, you could be our useful idiot who. Uh, <laughs> I've played, I've played the card game plenty with you, so. Yeah. Well, actually, Joe, as, you, as you've played the card game, and I haven't played the card game, I've only played the digital version. Uh, why don't you Between explain us, to we us... make one useful podcast member. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you explain to us how the physical game works first? Okay. So. The physical game for Statbots, you divide all the cards... Is it all the cards into between the players or a certain number? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think there's, so, there's about 20 different variations on how you can play. The cards, uh, the cards get di- distributed between everybody, and you will reveal and flip over the top card of your stack, which will be one of the bots. Um, each bot has a different effect. It might another one it might be really good in defense it might be able to smash loads of things it might shuffle things around but you will then target someone with the effect of this bot and the idea is to keep as many of yours alive while killing as many of the opponent's ones as possible mm-hmm. um so like a lot of similar games you end up kind of going they're doing really well let's go and beat them up or getting into a vendetta with one person, while the third player sits there going, just really try and piss anyone off. Um, it's a very short game. It, it's quick, it's fun, it's easy. Uh, I the, really like the art as well. I think that I was the just robots about to say, are really, really cute. I'll see if I can show you the back of the box. That's probably a oh, bit. Up a bit. Yeah, that's, if you hold it still for a second, that's just there It's simple, but very cute. Mm-hmm. They look like little transistors. Yeah, yeah, and they're very nice um, variants on the same design. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're they're adorable. But I've know people that have seen that and just gone, oh, they look crap. Um, but it, it thematically it really works well because again the game is quite simple, but not in a, it's elegant rather than simple. Because that makes it sound bad, and the art itself is quite elegant because it's quite simple, but has a lot of character for what it gives. Mm. So yes. yeah, so the digital version. Um, from what I can tell, probably replicates the mechanics of the game quite well. But like Brian said, in a puzzle style. Um, so yes. you're you're getting these like level one. You have a very basic setup, and it's just teaching you the mechanics of the game. And then level two, they introduce new mechanics by bringing up different things on the other side of the board. So it's, you're constantly trying to solve these puzzles, and it's slowly yeah. building you up with the game of core mechanics, and then throws harder and harder puzzles at you. So it actually is, you know, just fit well with that kind of that iPhone. Um, kind of puzzle solving, cut the rope style game yeah. where yeah, you're just trying to work through these stages to solve harder and harder puzzles. Mm. Um, yeah. Aaron? I actually really liked the... Uh, essentially, it's very different game. Mechanically, mm. it's identical. The bots do the same thing in the uh, digital edition for solving the puzzles as they do in the uh, card game. But yeah. they use... Like yeah, they bots attack each other, so a core bot just sort of runs up, hits things, and then that's it. A spike yeah. bot will kill the thing behind. Mm-hmm. A reaper bot will just instantly kill whatever it touches, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. They all um, have the same effect, but it's used very differently, isn't it? Yeah, and I like the fact that I wasn't... I loaded up and I wasn't necessarily expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. And after I got through the first set of puzzles... I suppose because I've played stack bots before, so I understand how that bot works. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, well, this is all right. And then it introduces, as Jamie said, it, they get slightly harder as it introduces more bots and more bots. It's going, oh, I'm actually having to think about this. Hmm. And I lost nearly two yeah. hours to it. Hmm. Yeah. Just, I was going to play it for 10 minutes to get a quick overview and then pick it up again at a later date. And I, I just completely got distracted by it because yeah. it, it 
translates really beautifully. And again, the card game itself is something you might play for 10 minutes because it's quite a quick, easy game. But if somebody mentions, oh, do you want to play stat bots? Yeah, okay, I'll quite pick it up and play it because it's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. addicting. I'm happy to keep just yeah. carrying on. Oh, so yeah. this, uh, I think, is something that they've done really well is they've transferred the the board game mechanics. Mm. It's recognisably Stackbots, the product that they've created. The art's the same. The abilities are the same. But they've cre- they've used the, those to create these individual puzzles. Yeah. And it's got that thing of just one more go or I'll do that level again because I want three stars. I want to save more bots at yep. the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I found myself doing. I wouldn't yep. move on until I got my three stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I think that they've done something very, very clever there. They've taken, they've taken, they've got a card game that works and emphasizes that face to face. Ha ha, got ya, kind mm-hmm. of game <laughs> yeah. style. And they've got a single player game that emphasizes that thinking and that strategy that you do when you play a game on your own. So I think they've done a really good job. I and do. I've written a little mini review that we're going to put up next week at some point. So one thing yeah. I would Once say... my throat's better. Uh, is, you know, trans- ...is translating from the board game to the, to the video game. Uh, you mentioned at the start there about how the, the artwork is very simple uh, yes. on the cards. And on the card game, I think it, it really does suit. And they it's kind of cute, you know, and they're, it works. Yeah, I do worry that um, if that game ended up on, say, one of the app stores, um, yeah, that from a visual point of view, um, it might again, it might not be quite as attention grabbing as some other doesn't games. Stand are. out. It doesn't stand out. Yeah. And, I, and I think part of that is in game itself, um, everything is very static. Yeah. Um, and I think it could really just do with a little touch of animation. So that's one of those things that you can't yeah. replicate very easily on the on the tabletop. Um, yeah. Whereas you know, in the video game realm, and I believe they built the whole thing on Unreal Engine, so they could definitely utilize some of those tools. Um, just some simple yeah. animation, like the character bobbing up and down, just like the, you know, waiting their turn and sort of jumping, yeah, yeah jumping yeah. or breathing or something like that. Those little kind of subtle animations that just make it a little bit more visually interesting would actually probably yeah, help a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know they're at a very early stage. They're mm. only at green light stage at the moment, and the game costs uh, two of your dollar monies. So <laughs> what's that, like 50 quid now because of Brexit? <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, it's very, very cheap, and it's it's yeah. it, the puzzles themselves are there. They've built a really good core. I do think, as you say, Jamie, they could tweak some of the bits and, and really sort of emphasise that you know, the fact that it can move and it can do these, these whiz bang things. But um, yeah, I, I thought I did an hour and I was going to play it for about an hour just to do a quick first impressions thing and lost three hours on Tuesday. Yeah, same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other thing um, that's sort of happening at the moment is we're getting a lot of games that um, are using apps as part of the game experience. Uh, things like the XCOM board game, Mansions yep. of Madness, and a new edition of uh, perennial um, critical twits loser in board gaming, uh, Arkham Horror. <laughs> Arkham Horror. <laughs> yeah, because um, you said you've got the version of that with an app. Yeah, I, well, I've received yeah. um, Arkham Horror revised edition for my birthday. Um, and I've still not played the original. Um, 
And actually, looking at it online, apparently this actually came out a little bit further back than we first thought, this revised edition with the app. Um, but yeah, it does have an app now which helps with the setup and getting you going um, with like the, the scenario and everything. So, Okay. Cool. Oh, so there's a big issue with Arkham um, Horror. Mm. Asylum. Whichever one it is. It's Arkham Horror. I remember the yeah. name of it. Arkham Horror, Arkham. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big issue with Arkham Horror. Um, it takes four days to set up. Yeah. And, yeah. and then everything is randomised. I think this, this yeah, version then, yeah, will help solve that. Yeah, you can use the app to draw the cards. Mm. It keeps track of what's where. It keeps track of certain things for you and just speeds the game up a bit because it's one of those games that you can spend four hours playing and spend half the game lost in other realms not doing anything i think we should try it sometime yeah. just to see how it differs for you guys as an experience yeah, definitely yeah yeah i'm oh, happy to yeah. happy to go back to to things and try them again when they mm. update and when they change um mansions of madness was one that me and joe played um sort of last year yeah i'm yeah, falling asleep thinking year. about it <laughs> yes, yeah. It took me longer to set up than it did to play the game. Mm, yeah. One of us had to be the DM. The other person had to run through. It had a limited number of adventures in it, and once they were played, you were done, uh, which is the kind of reason why I haven't played Time Stories, because you yeah. spend 50 quid and have one game. Yeah, um, although we have, I think, convinced... I think the Den said they're getting that in, so if you're in Peterborough area and you want to play Time Stories... Yeah, because that's a great game for a board game cafe, because you yes. turn up, yeah. someone pays their you know tenor for the a few hours to play through it and then they never play that mm. that again yep. but then someone else can play it um <laughs> which is uh, which is good um but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't pick it up otherwise yeah same um but now the Ma- mansions of madness has the app uh with the revised edition so no. the app takes over being the dm for you so everyone can play together cooperating against the forces of darkness mm. um, and um, it looks no, much more interesting i i've had matches of madness on my wish list on my amazon wish list for, for years now for a long time um and then yeah. when i first you know started talking to you guys about it and you was all really negative about it i was like oh okay i'll take that off my wish list but um yeah but actually thinking about it you know i may end up still getting it but the latest version with the app um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a big, big Lovecraft fan um, as far as you know a lot of the theming goes, and um, mm. I, yeah, I think I probably will end up getting it. So maybe we'll try that one day as well once I got the. Yeah, yeah I definitely try it again because it looks like that. What they've done is, and it's this blending instead. So it's not a game that is purely board or pu- purely digital. It's this blending of the two to sort of um, make something new, make something different, make something smoother, mm. and maybe you know bring some of that complexity in so i think mansions of madness was just way too ambitious mm. essentially it wanted you to pull out a call of cthulhu adventure like an, a tabletop rpg adventure but with all the board game trimmings mm-hmm. um, and it just for me it just didn't work at mm. all and i sold it and i very rarely sell things yeah i'm a little bit of a collector um and yeah i i took it to the games expo and dumped it in the bring and buy and spent the money on something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Beer, probably. One thing I'd like to I'd like to jump in here when we're going with the apps and games. Um, now I know it's a game that not everyone's keen on, um, but Werewolf is. Yes. I know Brian doesn't like the game, but I think one thing Brian will agree on is how good the app is at what it does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because well, you've got to sit and go, this person does this, this person does this, this person yeah. does this. You've got to remember all the different people in play, the correct order, timing yeah. it to make it fair, all of this stuff. To have an app that does it for you, I think, is a fantastic idea. It's not necessary. You can play the game without it. Um, you can have someone sitting there, I don't know, like shielding their eyes and looking down and reading um, so they don't see what's yeah. going on. But yeah, the app's great. It's got sound effects. You can change what voice is there and the music in the background and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's... Um, I, I want something like that for Resistance. Mm, yeah, actually. I would love an app like that for Resistance. Because uh, it's a better game, but I think it would be that tiny bit better having an app that says, right, do this, spies do this, blah, blah, blah. Because I know if I'm the spy, because I'm looking around, I delay myself on saying, right, and then do this. Yeah, yeah, there is a, sometimes a bit of a tell. You yeah, just yeah. basically need... But we could make our own app. We could record that that takes a minute and then just play it. Yeah, very true. True. Yeah, unlike Werewolf, where it's very regular resistance, it's just the one-off at the beginning, really, isn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, I get what you mean, though. It would help with the atmosphere a little bit more because the Werewolf app itself. I mean, again, we'll ignore the fact that some of us don't like the game. So I like it. I think it's really. I already enjoyed playing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the actual app itself really adds to the board game. Um, You know, the atmosphere, the music, and things bring into it. Um, I mean, yeah, it does occasionally make it a little bit more giggly, I suppose, because it's... Some it's, of the voices are quite entertaining. Yeah, mm. it's, it's very ham, hammy acting, but it, that's what it's going for, and I think I like that. Would um, people like a, a brief demonstration of what it does? Yes, please, because I haven't seen it. Oh, so... Um, here's the app loading up. It does oh. One Night, Werewolf, Dave and Vampire. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how well this is going to come out. Yeah, you you pick, pick who is in the game. Mm-hmm. You can then go for play. If there is only one werewolf, you may look at card. I don't know how well that's going to come out. Werewolves, close your eyes. Troublemaker, wake up. You may exchange cards between two other players. So what it'll do is it will run through everything and it will then go, everybody, wake up. But you'll Mm. still get that music in the background. Yeah. Now, one thing actually I will quickly do is open that back up. Going for the settings. So you have the settings menu here. Um, which allows you to choose a bunch of things. So um, the narration, you can have male, female, or you can have it gender-specific to the role. Hmm. Um, for background, there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13 different options for the background music, wow. Wow. including disco. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is all like Blade. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I was going to actually say is um, I was wondering how well this would translate to the bigger games because I know Werewolf does support you know many players if if you need to but like, mm. I suppose you could just plug some speakers into your phone if you really wanted to you know boost that 
Yeah, yeah ghetto I mean, blaster. <laughs> to be honest, um, you you can alter the volumes and stuff in the game as well as your device volume, and it's actually pretty loud. Mm, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never found it to be. Well, I think we played at the UK Games Expo in the bar. Okay. And it was clear. Yeah, and it was clear and it's enough. It's all here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll yeah. show you it in, in person at some point, Jeremy. But it, actually, it's probably from my very limited experience. Hmm. I, I would probably still say it's probably one of the better apps for a game that I've seen, heard of, or used. Yeah. It seems like a cool idea. I was just, you know, like I say, concerned that if everybody would be able to hear it around a larger table or room. But, yeah, um, that is also worrying. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because cool. you can drop the music volume down and turn the narration volume up, um, and it's very clearly slowly spoken, mm-hmm. not not enough to drag it out. So it, it is, it, it's fantastic, to be fair. And it's free, which is always nice. Mm. Yeah, that was going to be my question: was whether it cost anything. So, Ooh. yeah, if that's free, that's uh, that's that's a nice little add-on. Yeah, um, yeah. It is. I suppose, really, that's kind of a potted history and a, a kind of um, a brief exploration of the the union of the tabletop and the digital and um, yeah. the separation on there. Um, what do we think then? Just as a final bit, I, it's going to be the like- future. I'd like to jump in before we do a final thing. Okay, I've got to go in five minutes, so okay. don't be too long. Um, are there any games that people think should be made digital? Hmm. I have one in mind. Okay. Go on, then give um, us an example, and we'll, we'll which join Which is in. Tashkalar. Oh, gotcha. Yes, that yes, would yes. be fantastic as a phone app. Yep. Um... And it, yes, because me and Jamie have played this uh, yeah, okay. Such a, good a couple of times, and it's wonderful. Yeah. But oh my god, it would work so so well For as those... a um, as a mobile or digital game. Yeah. So for those watching yeah. the video. That's what it looks like. You, you you place your tokens in different places, and it allows you to trigger different things. Um, but yeah. It would it would eliminate the setup time. And to be honest, though, that would kill me wanting to play the board game because it would just be easier. That's true. So, but I th- I'd like to see that digitally. Although people have been asking for four years and it's not happened, so <laughs> no. I'm not sure it ever will. No. Um, there are a lot of games that are on um, available online through like Tabletop Simulator and things like that. Yeah, but, it is on a couple um, of those. It's on Vassal and the uh, website-based one. Yeah, it's not an official thing. I mean, Ooh. we play we play war games, um, and you can use Vassal for a lot of war games. Yeah, uh, and that has never appealed to me either. Um, although we find it hard to get games of Malifaux in, I just I wouldn't feel the same playing on a screen playing. Oh, I have yeah, but that the, the ho- game. even even not being massive a hobbyist, that that's still a massive appeal of the game. You know, uh, not having those models you've sat and made and yeah, mm-hmm. look yeah. all pretty and everything else, it just wouldn't. And I, like, I agree. It's it just a token. Um, yeah. Just as, as mm-hmm. just suddenly remember, just I just want to quickly mention as well. One game that really doesn't work as a digital game um, is, and it, I've played it. Is is Dixit? Um, <laughs> seriously, play it. Just have a look really? on the App Store. You play against real people over the internet on the app, right? Um, and it just doesn't work because. It's so random, and huh. just you don't obviously know, you know, the people you're playing with. So, yeah, that was definitely not yeah, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, but yeah. I found it was difficult with a new group. Yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah, it's every, every time, time you've got very sim ready. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you've got yeah. to you've got to yeah at least have an idea of how people think. Yeah, I don't even think there's like a matchmaking service, so it is literally random people every time. Um, so you can't find uh, love while playing Dixit online. That's no. a shame. Um, but the one game I would like to see, well, one game, probably many, but one game I would like to see a digital version of, I quite would like, would be um, Takenoko. I think that could uh, translate quite yeah. well. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, actually, yeah. Maybe a little panda and gardener around the uh, Catan style map. So yeah. Yeah, it would be yeah fairly simple, and some of the charm for. All that does come from the pieces, but mm. I think again that could translate quite nicely into a game because you have animated panda and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it looks great. There's yeah, not yeah. a massive amount of social interaction, even though there's the potential for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any others? Oh, I can't oh, think. Brian's gone quiet. Oh. Sorry, uh, I was just looking for something because there was a game called Golem Arcana uh, that came out a couple of years ago, which yeah. um, had a um, it was essentially it was a computerized miniatures game. So you had the miniatures, uh, but it would read where they were put. It would roll the dice for mm. you. It would do all the random kind of bits for you and keep track of it. Okay. Oh, God. Et cetera, et cetera. That looks quite nice. I just um, found it. Yeah, it looked quite interesting. It looked like a sort of new idea, this kind of hybrid of you still having the fun of the game itself, but passing on the bookkeeping aspect mm. to the app um, yeah. and that is now as far as I'm aware out of print and out of production because it wasn't very popular mm. oh. um, do, you, do you know so, what I did used yeah. to play a lot of back in the early days of the PS3 Eye of Judgment oh, oh yes yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. yeah Magic the Gathering with QR codes that animated <laughs> everything on the screen um, was it any good yeah, it, I really enjoyed it, but it was a it it was a essentially a CCG um, yeah. that required mm. you to be sat in front of your PlayStation with your TV on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it deliberately took away all social aspect because you could only play one player on a console. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah. it it was really nice to see you put the cards down and then pop up on the screen and stuff happen. That was cool. It's a bit yeah. like Skylanders and things like that, where mm, you put yeah, a little yeah. figure in and it does a thing, but with uh, with cards. Yeah, um, I quite I quite like these games that are mixing the digital into the tabletop experience. As long as it's not a gimmick, as long as it's actually adding something to the gameplay, yeah, mm-hmm. um, then you know that that's great. I think the first um, time I, I ever play Yu-Gi-Oh w- properly will be when I can do it in VR and have a thing on my arm and, and <laughs> yeah. summon giant monsters that murder each other. <laughs> um, that would genuinely appeal if the rule set wasn't gash. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to critique a game. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, um, what games did we recommend then, just to summarise then? So if you're looking for a board game experience, but everyone you know has died in a tragic accident, um, and you're gonna you're gonna play on on your own, or you, can, um, what would you what would you recommend to people? Uh, Carcassonne was possible. Carcassonne possibly, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Blood Bowl. Yeah. Blood Bowl. Yep. Um, um, and, uh, actually, um, we haven't mentioned it, but I will just briefly drop it in talisman i found mm-hmm. the phone app for that actually quite quite good to play it single good. player um okay 
yep. again because it, it runs everything very quickly through. So, so that, that's it, another game that the setup was a ball like you, you, you did a, a massive table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's something I wouldn't even consider playing on my own, but on a phone app, yeah, quite happily because it's quick and easy and fairly fun. And I think we'd be remiss yeah. if we finish without mentioning Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Never used it. So, no, I've just been uh, gifted it for my birthday, so I'll be trying it out properly soon. But I know that oh, cool. you can um, you know, simulate pretty much any type of tabletop or board game in there. And there are add-on modules yes. on Steam for pretty much every game you can think of. So I'm looking forward to trying that out and really seeing what the experience is like. And the cool thing is, is that it yeah. does have the option for VR support. So if you've got a Vive headset, you can actually <laughs> be there in the That's room. That's fairly cool. So, yeah. There, there is the a, concept of VR. There is a version <laughs> of um, One Night Ultimate Werewolf that's actually gone onto VR, okay. where you can you can lean over to talk to the player, whisper just oh, just nice. to the player next to you, and if you're the werewolves, you both see yourselves as werewolves on in VR, whereas <laughs> nobody else sees you as normal really cool. and stuff. So oh, that, that seems cool, like a nice yeah. translation of what that app's trying to do yeah. into VR. Yeah, mm. I would say but, definitely. <laughs> How expensive um, that would be to play, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You all need your £850 <laughs> shiny toys. Yeah. Uh, so you can all get together and pay a £15 board game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say definitely check out Stackbots. There you go, yeah. Stackbots. Um, and I would say check it out in if tabletop mode or in digital mode. Hmm. Uh, but just get you'll get similar core mechanics but a very different overall experience and either way it's worth Um, your money yeah definitely Um, yes i think that might be the solution is if you are translating a game from tabletop to the board and vice versa is consider the advantages of each platform and that's the game basing on you know on that and not not don't always go for the most faithful recreation you can you can make they are different media they have different strengths they have different weaknesses if you want to make a truly good product use those strengths avoid those weaknesses uh, yeah. and tailor it each time yep. sounds good cool yeah excellent excellent well that's just done then um so if you've liked what we've done click the like now do it do it now do it <laughs> um if you really really like what we do uh click subscribe um and then you'll get like friendly little messages telling you that we've done more stuff. And if you don't like what we've done, then just never tell anyone that this happened. Just keep <laughs> it to yourself, <laughs> swallow it down, pretend that, that this never, never occurred. Um, and um, we'll keep it our dirty little secret. Or pop a comment and tell us why and we'll yeah. potentially try and change it in future. Positive or negative, you know, so always send us yeah, a message to it's up there somewhere, critical twits, critical underscore twits on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that that's cool. Um, we can have some kind of self improvement, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so, thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, I've been Brian Ennis. I've been Aaron Vinsky. I've been Joe Lewin. And I've been Jamie Myland. It's fine. We've been uh, the Critical Twits, um, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, Aaron, say goodbye. Oh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>